Hello, hello. Good evening and welcome to this shortened edition of Centering Sisters, a video cast and podcast for Black women by Black women. I am so excited as always to be here with my co-host. I am Dr. Tiffany and I am here with my co-host, Dr. Strong. And today, Tamara, I'm the captain now, Winfrey Harris. Because exactly. The and the problem is that our normally our primary person who's over tech is Dr. Strong. Dr. Strong is in her vehicle, still trying to make it to her destination because as we know, Midwest weather ain't always our friend and that it will decide to snow, rain, be 78 degrees all in one day. So she's on no, her way that's home. happening all at the same time right now. It's not cold. It's just stormy. <laughs> so she is in 70 degree stormy weather. And so unfortunately for all of us, um, the Tamara Winfrey Harris, who says she's I'm the captain now, Winfrey Harris, is now in control. Oh, Lord, not they did it now. <laughs> And, you know, it's, you know, and one of the things I was saying, you know, sometimes you sit here and you say, you know, well, it can't get no worse than this. Because as we know, Dr. Strong, when she's in control of the controls, she will post up some stuff that we can't take back. Right. Um, and now we don't know what we're going to get today with the Tamara Winfrey Harris. So, again, I am. I, and I to... can't even I can't even type calm down in the chat because I'm driving in the in the monsoon. <laughs> So as which I mean, I guess the thing and calm down, but usually who the person who is trying to temper this whole conversation. That would be Oh me. yeah. Yeah, that is you. You're right. You're right. So we so we are here today on this shortened episode. As you know, uh, Centering Sisters is a video cast and podcast for black women by black women. And usually we have all of these different segments that are centering sisters um favorites. So but today, we're just doing a shortened episode because a lot has been going on. And as we know, one of the things that we like to do in these conversations is center Black women. And what we seem to find is even when the stories are about Black women, somehow we manage to stop making it about them. So today, we're going to kind of touch base on two very different conversations that still both of them, as the narrative has gotten stronger and stronger, has been less about the black women who should, whose stories are at the center of the discussion. So the first one that we're gonna talk about is of course, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, as we talk about keeping black women's name out your mouth. So <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith has alopecia. She has talked about it. Um, she's talked about the struggle of finding out that she had it, because as we all know, there is this relationship between black women and hair um, that is like no other group that I've seen in terms of our relationship with hair and what it means for our identities when the determination of our hair is not our own. And so in that she's been very open about the struggle um, how she's tried to come to terms with the fact that she lost her hair. Um, recently on the Oscars, um, Chris Rock decided to make a, a reference and a joke about her hair. And um, people have, there's two stories here, of course, but people have kind of dismissed 
the the fact that there was a comment made about her and that again relationship between black women and hair and have solely focused on either solely focused on the hitting that happened or when the conversation is tried to bring back to talk about but let's look at what the the hurt that was caused possibly from the joke is dismissive so i want to just kind of find out where y'all are on this d tamra and dr strong go ahead controlly controller <laughs> i so as i as i posted as this was unfolding um, the thing that really struck me, so Dr. Dr. Strong and I last Saturday did a workshop in Chicago. Um, it was an intergenerational workshop. We were talking to a lot of Black women and four of them over the course of, um, sorry, more than four of them over the course of the three hours we were together came back around um, to this idea of um, still being, still having trauma related to to being told they were ugly when they were younger, to being told, especially around your hair is too short, your hair is too short, and you are ugly. So it was with like that con that additional context um, that I heard about what happened to Jada Pinkett, and it just occurred to me that it says something that in front of that Hollywood crowd, in that place, in a place that does not value Black women and does not value what Black women look like, from the stage, a Black man called a Black woman, ball-headed, essentially. So it like yeah. to me, goes back to that same hurt, that same, you know, the, the worst thing you can say about a Black woman is that she doesn't have quote unquote good hair or that her hair is too short. And it just, it occurs to me in this day that is usually, you know, Oscar's so white, it's usually very white that a black woman was um, denigrated from the stage. And by Chris Rock, who in 2009. Um, I was gonna say, <laughs> director of good hair? Director of good hair, which was awful because he, you know, the movie was him pretending to be clueless about why Black women have the relationship with their hair that Dr. Tiffany mm -hmm. talked about. Um, and then in 2022, he is saying something about a Black woman's short hair as she sits in front of an international television audience. And so I, to me, the, the, the issue that we should be talking about is how Black women are continually denigrated for our appearance. And I should say, then, you know, once, you know, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, the story is about them. Or if Jada is even brought into the conversation, it turns into there was one white male comedian calling her a ball headed bitch on Twitter over and over again. Or you have the other people saying, well, I mean, Jada was cheating on him and, and date exactly. Jada, blah, blah, blah. And Jada had sex with this person. So basically, whatever. So it, it comes down to Black women are ugly, Black women are fast at the end of the day, if you bring us up. And, and in addition, it also just kind of further proves that you need to be worthy of quote unquote defending 
if you mm -hmm. saw what he was doing, um, everybody's bringing up whatever's happening in their relationship to justify why he should not have said anything or done anything. Whether you agree with what he did or not, there's this undertone of, is she worth it? And the reality of the situation is the only person that can answer that is the person committing the act. So, so why, why she sit, why we sit in judgment of what someone else is worthy of in their own relationship is beyond me. And, and what I find interesting, even about that argument is one of the arguments within the black community oftentimes is that, not when it relates to black women, but when it relates to black men and boys is this, we shouldn't have to prove that we didn't deserve harm to be done. We shouldn't have to say we are college educated. We have no criminal record. Like none of that should matter in the moment. I can have made tons of mistakes. I could have had done, and again, the situation with uh, Jada and um, the young man, um, I always have been very clear with some, she was on some trash, but we seem to have this expectation that you have to be perfection when you are a black woman to be defended in any situation mm -hmm. because you can make mistakes and you can do things wrong. But in that moment, you didn't do anything wrong. You were the one that was harmed. And we, the, we throw that argument out and we get upset when we're dealing with people who are not in our community about how dare you expect perfection mm -hmm. from us. If I was wronged in this situation, that should matter. But I, and I will say, it's not just, you know, unfortunately it is not just black men who are, saying this or white people it is also black women who are sitting here arguing that she just can't take a joke and she shouldn't have to and and you know you keep in mind that this is a habit with chris rock i'm not even talking about the habit of talking about the smiths because i don't care about that but he he is one comedian that always seems to have a critique on hand for black women. I do not and, and I guess I'm wondering because part of it for me is no one should ever have to find something funny. No one should ever have to be okay because someone has said something about them that they didn't like. Mm -hmm. Like we have our own agency. We should have the ability to say that was hurtful. And I think one of the things that people are putting out there, I'm seeing this one screenshot saying, but see, Jada says she was fine. She had learned to embrace and she was okay. And I guess my thing is for me, it's sometimes one of two things. One, black women say we're fine when we're not because mm -hmm. we're praised for being resilient. Or two, we think we're fine. And then something happens that remind us that maybe we're not as fine as we thought we were. And yet we are not allowing for that. Instead, as she says, she's fine. And see, she's fine. But can it be one of those things, though? And is that ever okay for Black women to, for one, be not fine all of a sudden because they thought they were? And do we even allow space for Black women to say, I'm not? Well, you know the answer to that. Absolutely not. You, you're at the Oscars, you're on a public stage, the world is watching, so we already know what's supposed to come next. You're, 
you're supposed to smile and grin and bear this and F your feelings. Like, we know where this is going. And, and I, just, I yeah, go ahead. No, go on. Now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you're in control of the controls. <laughs> oh, it's real distracting. I'm, isn't I'm it? doing, I'm doing, I'm digging, I'm, I'm, I'm zagging. <laughs> and all you know, the bells and, and whistles get real distracting. You're like, wait, what were we talking about again? And, and I think the thing that also for me is, again, just the dismissiveness. It's that whole, she should be all right. And that constant, and again, I'm seeing this. It, and then we, we open up this, this space for making it acceptable for other people. And I think, Tammy, you said you saw something where now you've opened up this space for other people to come in and say the same thing. And one of the things that happened is people were saying, well, if a white comedian said it, no one would be mad. If, but, he because, <laughs> but he didn't is one right. and two if anybody should understand that connection culturally for black women and hair it should be one someone from our community and two someone who made a whole documentary about the significance of hair and what it means for black women but you said you saw something on twitter or something somebody posted it was Twitter. It was um, the white comic Tom Segura um, who posted several posts. Um, they called her a ball head bitch, you know, talked about her being a hoe because of their open marriage, all of those things. So see, that just opened the door. And to go back to Chris Rock. So as I understand, the joke was not even in the script. So he went out of his way to add that comment about a black woman with an autoimmune disease into what he said. And it was a dumb joke. It was stupid well, and unfunny. I mean, G.I. Jane, Jane came out, what, 30 years ago? I was going to say in the 90s, I thought, late 90s. He went a long way for that joke. And one of the things that I'm also seeing, interestingly enough, is our community specifically saying she ain't got no medical condition. Alopecia is something treated by a physician. It's a medical condition. They're saying it's not a medical condition. And I know that there was also some posts that were up um, on Twitter um, by a black woman who was very well known in our community who she rapidly took it down because her responses too were kind of. Um, oh, she took it down. Yeah, I could not find it. I was looking oh, for it. Oh, I may have a screenshot. I think I have a screenshot of it. But, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Dr. Strong, she said, who did it? Oh, uh, I always get her name wrong. 1619 Project. <gasps> oh. Yes. She, I, th I believe her post was, is, what did she say? Um, is alopecia uh I forget what she said, but it was basically something being like alopecia, not that deep. Um, I, mm -hmm. I put it, if anybody's willing to group chat, I think I dropped it in there. Um, but yeah, it was it was basically something being dismissive of alopecia. 
And is it is it really that deep? It's just alopecia. Like, I don't want to misquote. And that's not the exact quote, but that was the sentiment. But really for me, yeah, yes, it is. It it has an ex, I would imagine it has an extra sting to her because she has a medical condition. But given Black women's relation with their hair and its length and all of that, it almost doesn't matter. I don't understand what was the point of picking on her appearance and something she doesn't control, even if she were wearing her hair short by choice. And what, what the irony I'm going to see is that if white people begin to pile on and make comments, we will suddenly find these same people mm-hmm. saying that, that, that it's a problem. Because we're, I think, and my struggle always with the intersections for Black women is that whoever is not guilty at our intersection will fight for us in that moment while the other one dismisses it. And then when it flips, we see that change as well. And so it's, it'll be interesting, especially for what when the white comedian put down, how many of these same people who said, I didn't even know she was sick. Well, the thing is, if you didn't know, now you do, but you're not changing your view of it. Like you're not sitting here and saying, wow, now that I know this, now that even though that shouldn't have to be the determination of the fact that you don't talk about a black woman and talk about her being bald headed, because we know in our community saying that mm-hmm. is never said because we're saying, oh, you got a nice shiny head and it's well shaped. We're saying it as a negative comment. Mm-hmm. But right. even if you didn't know that and you that's your threshold, you now do. And now you're saying it ain't a medical condition and it don't matter. And going and then it goes back to you can't take a joke. Right. We are all black women are always supposed to take the joke. I mean, yeah, you you are. You're not. I mean, come on now. This country was built upon with the understanding that we don't have feelings, which is why you can experiment on. You can do gynecological experiments on us. Why when we go to the hospital and say we're in pain? So many medical microaggressions occur and we don't always get the pain management and treatment that we need because everything that we encounter is built with the understanding that we don't feel like everyone else does. And some of the things I'm seeing in the chat is Ramona said it wasn't even funny. (laughs) Um, Chandra said we can't be vulnerable and admit that we're not okay. Which is true. And, and and I think that I am just very disappointed. And I'm disappointed in us as a community. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the Black women who are making it or doubling down and saying it doesn't matter. Um, even again, with the, because then even when they get the increased knowledge, some of them are saying you just need to take a joke. And so right. some of those conversations, it's like, we can't ever be okay with saying somebody just did us wrong. Like you shouldn't have said it. And that was my thing I'm, as it relates to the, the, the way in which Will Smith handled it. That's a different conversation. Um, and some of that has been steeped in respectability politics for me. But um, even in this, the argument is still becoming that 
nothing would have happened if she would have just kept her face straight. If you would have just sat there and been okay, we wouldn't right. be in this situation. Yeah, yeah, there's an implication that if she hadn't reacted, it's almost like, see, you got that good black man in trouble. Exactly. He wasn't doing anything until she started rolling. He laughed. So he was laughing. He must have looked at her, her and attitude. she wasn't happy. So it's like all the stereotypes. She ugly, she got a bad attitude, and she's a hoe. And she made somebody she made somebody do something that is yes. now harmful to them. And she out here sapphire her man. You better go defend my honor. <laughs> I mean, I right. think it's just every time that you think, and I think the bad thing is that our names needs to stay out the mouths of some of us is what I'm learning for this from this is because when our names are in some of y'all mouths, some of the same mess that we get from other people, we get from y'all. And then now they're going to start to pile on and say, well, I should be able to make these same comments. I mean, we teach people how to treat us. And I think that by doing this constantly, we, we've given the green light that it's, that it's okay. I also think, cause I'm not sure how much longer I'm have a signal as I'm go into the city, but I also think that one of the things that we that we haven't talked about regarding this, and I've seen a lot of thinks and thinks and thoughts and pieces, thoughts pieces on this. And one of the things that I don't think we're talking enough about is that what part of what we saw play out in real time is that while we're having all these opinions on the internet and everybody's got an opinion about my life and I've become a meme is that those things are still attached to living, breathing human beings who get fed up. And it's really, really easy to forget that in this day and age because of the anonymity that exists in social media. You really don't get a chance to see a lot of how what you're doing is impacting a person. And, and because of that, we just kind of say what we want and do what we want and forget that that stuff is landing on humans. And I, I think the interesting thing is, is one of the arguments has been that I've seen in that in that vein is, um, well, you shouldn't put your business out on red table talk. Hey, I'm we willing to be on there if y'all choose us. We'd love to come, but, um, but you shouldn't be. We will we'll come, but um, that you shouldn't put your business out there on red table talk, right? And I think that the to me. You have a right to put out whatever business you choose because that's the decision that you're making. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that many of us have been in positions where we thought that something we, we had either processed something enough and we were then giving our information to help somebody else. I'm going to lead by example. We also have at times been in our own circle who have responded in a certain way, not realizing that everybody, other people are going to respond differently. Mm -hmm. And so this just, as you know, all of us, including now her Royal Highness, Tamara, <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. Um, I can't that, just have my first name on there with no title. Oh, not, not H-E-R. It's, oh, it's her Royal Highness. And, and I think the thing is, or, is that one of, one of the struggles, we are nowhere near, of course, um, except for the Tamara Winfrey Harris was now bestowed upon herself uh, a royal title. Um, I mean, there Jay was a free one. 
It was <laughs> empty and unused. Right. That, you know, that we are nowhere near this celebrity status. I think one of the things, and we are grateful for those who listen to us. Hey, Dr. April, thank you for joining us as well. But there are, we put things out there about ourselves. And I think the struggle is that does not necessarily mean that someone then has the license to think that we don't have feelings um, and to say, well, you said something about yourself. Now it means it's open season on hurting you and thinking that sometimes we don't stress and get fed up. I mean, I know for me, it's easy because no one cares enough about me. So the blocking button is my ministry. Um, and that helps. And I've actually had times where I've told people, please do not tag me. Please do not tell me about that. If you care about me, don't, because it does wear on you. And so the part of it has been that argument, too, of they're celebrities. Mm -hmm. They put their business out there, but they put out what they choose. And sometimes right. you don't get back what you thought you were when you put it out there. Yeah. And um, and Dr. April said um, that cell and the idea that celebrities are supposed to just take it. Right. Yeah. Somebody yeah. said, I, I saw folks blaming her, but I also heard that he, he was laughing, but not at that. Apparently he has ADHD. And so that just to kind of be distracted on something else is normal. I think the thing is, even if he found it funny, sometimes we think things are okay. And then the people who matter to us don't. Right. And then we look then we have we look at it from a different perspective. I think that's one of the things that happens sometimes when we process things and we will be in discussion. And then I'll be like, well, you know, and Dr. Strong be like, hold on. <laughs> or her royal highness would be like, uh, because you then realize that sometimes you are thinking of things from your own experiences. Right. And not realizing how that hits for somebody different. You know, oh, you know, you're talking about like G.I.J. <laughs> and then it's like, wait a second. I'm looking over at this person and their connection to hair. And even though they said they were OK, they're now realizing that maybe I'm not as OK as I thought I was. And now I'm looking at it differently. And we have right. to allow that space to for ourselves right. and for those just, who care about us. I mean, it could just be that. I mean, they're celebrities and they know where the camera is mm -hmm. and they're trained to smile while the camera's on and, and laugh and nothing, funny. nothing Chris Rock was saying was that funny. Mm -hmm. they, they're just they just know that they're supposed to smile, laugh. And that is probably his first instinct as someone who's been famous since they were very young. But the thing that bothers me is that our own people, you know, other black men and women are, will go so far to avoid giving and us grace, Jada Grace, most of all, but also Will Smith. And and I think on the other end, so we've on this one so far, we've kind we've kind of looked at Jada from the framework of that this is hitting primarily within our community and our community's response to it, which I find it very interesting when we flip it and we talk about Katanji Brown Jackson, who is has just been going through her interviews for Senate confirmation and vote, that the people who have been coming after her primarily don't look like us, and yet they're attacking her. And in that, our response is very, very different. But she's still being attacked based upon the fact that she's at this these intersections of being woman and black and what that looks like. And I wonder what have been some of the things that have stood out for you when we're talking about before black people for, for Jada 
sometimes we need to keep black women's names out of our mouths. Um, but now in this one is primarily been white people who have been putting Katanji's name and name out. And what are some of the things that y'all have been noticing about that? Well, I just want to know if we finally rounded up all those racist babies that Ted Cruz was talking about. I need to know. <laughs> have we found have we found a space for them? I, I think that book is probably we can't find it at this point. <laughs> I think it's probably selling out. Admiral, really, Tamara? <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Yeah, uh, y'all, I had a controlled back next show, I promise. <laughs> so, LaShondia said, funny that Honorable Tamara is saying that. Don't don't encourage her. Uh, Panama did a piece today, and he said that Will wrote in his book that he used to go at folks all the time, but realized that he couldn't continue to have his career, so he learned to just grin and bear it, which a lot of us do on a daily basis. To, to keep our life. I mean, you got to keep your job. You got to do what you got to do to keep your job. And I then, actually, as you all, as you all know, for me, at a point, you don't care anymore, and you just do what you you just do what you feel. I think for me, the thing that I struggle with for Katanji has been these undertones of as a black woman, there is no way that your success was your own. Um, I think Tucker Carlson started with it, um, making the comments about, um, did you really deserve to be at Harvard? Did she earn her way there? These questions that were not being asked of, what is it, call me Barrett, I think it is, and, um, right. or Kavanaugh. And, and uh, frat boy. Kavanaugh, right. Yeah, the, the, these questions that are posed to black women who we know have had to overcome so many hurdles to get in the spaces that they are in. And the fact that she not just went to Harvard Law, she graduated and she graduated with honors like these pieces and those those questioning the competency of black women or black women deserving to be in spaces when we know how much extra work it took to get there. Absolutely. I mean, it was twice as good to get half as much. So if I'm sitting at this table, you already know what hoops I've been through. And what about the like the question, I think, for me, when the, like the commentary about kind of balancing motherhood and being able to be on the bench. And and I, I, I did not watch all of Kavanaugh's confirmation and I was and he has children I wasn't sure did anybody see that question being posed or him having to answer something about how he was going to balance um I I watched most of it and if that came up it came up in the small part I did not see I will just say that there was this there was this commentator commentary um today that I saw, and I, I need to pull up the article, and I, it came across my phone and I wanna read it. It was about this idea that black women have to continue to grin and bear it. And you know the praise that people have been giving to Katanji Brown Jackson, um, our next Supreme Court justice about, wow, she did great. They were attacking her and she never lost her cool and, and but yet, Kavanaugh screamed, cried, threw his arms up, all of these things. There was this expectation 
for her that the things that you are saying to her, the cutting her off, the gaslighting that was happening, that there was this expectation and we all knew it as black women. There was no option for her to not be calm the entire time and how heartbreaking that is. Not just calm, I would say, and also pleasant. Yes. Because it wasn't enough. Like if she had just taken it and and stern been stone faced about it, like you not only can't show at you can't show any displeasure. In fact, it's like grin and be, grin and bear. The grin part is important mm-hmm. because I, if you show no emotion, now you don't care. And and I had, I, I think I mentioned it one time. And River says, and we don't even get extra credit for the high levels of resiliency we as Black women must have. It's an expectation because anything below that high level, um, we are denigrated for. And she said, those little cuts added up, and I know they did, and her daughter saw it. So what is it showing her about, for me, how the world is going to interact with you as a Black girl? And I know that people are saying, look, she's getting to see her mom do this. But at the same time, she's getting to see, wow, you can be the most accomplished Black woman, and it still don't matter. That's also the message. It's like, it's great to see, and I'm proud that my, you know, my mother is up here and she's accomplishing all these things, but it's also this message of you can accomplish all of this and people will still question you, not just, you know, how you are on policy, but question your existence, question your, right your achievement. Exactly. And that's also that message that we're, we're seeing in this moment as people feel like they can come at black women in any way they want to. And somebody said like Amy, whatever her name is. (laughs) And I think, and that's that piece of it because we can sit here. This was not going to be done to an Amy. This was going to be done to a Katanji. Um, Yeah. It just was. And in her responses, it was, you saw at the end Like people can sit here and that whole idea of, oh, she's strong. She did great. But if you looked at her, there is a there's strength, but there's also exhaustion. Yep. And that's what I saw, too, when, you know, when Cori Bush, you know, did the speech. And even though I thought it was a a nice speech, I don't think for me. Wait, 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 wait. Cori Bush or Cori Booker? Cori Booker. Sorry. Cori Booker. Thank you. I You know, I, I, I like. Cory Bush, um, but um, Cory Booker. Sorry, when Cory Booker did the speech, although I thought it was a, a nice speech, the reaction to it, I don't. Her response, I don't think, was solely because of that speech. I think it was you are people have been attacking me this whole time, and I have had to keep my voice calm, but not too calm, because then people say I'm detached. I have to smile at people who are saying horrible things to me and mm-hmm. questioning my character, questioning my abilities, questioning my entire life. And I am tired. And in this moment, I think it was all of that together. Somebody sitting here and acknowledging that this is hard, which many people don't do for black women. But I don't think I think it was all 
of that experience. And that's why I could never do it because I would be so disrespectful up in there. Would you now? I keep telling people there are certain things I cannot do because I cannot. I, I've gotten to a point in my life where I still have to put up with things, but that feeling in your chest, that tightening in your chest, when that happens and feeling that it can never loosen, that to me is politics. Because <laughs> there's not a black woman in politics who can ever fully show up as her authentic self anywhere other than in her small, very tight knit group of friends that have been there all the way. Other than that, you can't everywhere you go because you never know. Never know who's gonna put their name, put your name in their mouth, and have something to say. And some of the ones will be those who then can say, "I have proximity," so you really have to believe what I say as I say something negative to this black woman. So I could never do it. I got secrets too, but the other part is the tightening in my chest. <laughs> I got secrets, but also the tightening in my chest. <laughs> so you're watching Centering Sisters, a video cast and podcast for Black women by Black women. This is Dr. Tiffany with my co-host, Dr. Strong, who is in some level of darkness as she drives through interesting weather in the Midwest. And now General Tamara. Oh, wait, she, she is, got promoted in the last she is, 15 minutes. She is, she's been her royal highness. She has been admiral. She is now General Tamara. Don't forget, I'm the captain now. Remember that one? Oh, and yes. she was the, I'm the captain now was how we started out this endeavor because Dr. Strong is in the middle of traveling and we were um, trying to make sure that we would be online for all of you. But we, again, will never, never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> allow the Tamara Winfrey Harris be in control of nothing. Now okay, I want so Dr. I Strong back. Who would have thought? To hear my apology. Who would have thought? Smith. I just said that. Did you hear me? I said, who would have thought that I would that's, be begging not, for Dr. Not, Strong I'm sorry. to come back? I'm not, sorry I'm if sorry. you were offended. Oh, Lord. Because you know, that's what we, people say. I'm sorry that's if you were offended. Apology. I'm sorry if you were ladies, offended. Ladies, ladies, sisterhood. I'm sorry if you were offended. By my words, and that you took it that way. You sorry? You sorry that I chose to feel that way about what you said? I, I do. I'm sorry that your interpretation of it was as such that you would then feel some type of way. Mm. When I was simply saying, "Who would have thought that I would want Doctor Strong back on the controls?" That's all I'm saying. Really, Lashandia, she said a non-apology apology. Exactly. Thank you, Lashandia. I That's all I got. Because I'm in the car, but thank you. I appreciate it. That's all I got. I mean, again, didn't want you to be offended. I appreciate you for that. Thank you. I think I need more than that because I really tried. Like, I um, really need you to recognize that I'm feeling a little hurt. Okay. Right now. Mm -hmm. That uh -huh. you did not fully appreciate okay. my response to you. Sit there and wait. It's coming. <laughs> Look at your watch. But it's coming. Too long. 
It's gonna be a while. It's, it's coming though. It just just wait patiently. Tamara is sorry for nothing. Okay. Of not. And so I, I think you know, as we are ending this shortened segment of um, Centering Sisters, I think I want to hear from my co-host. What are what is one or two <clears throat> things that you hope that people understand? or get from tonight about how they speak about black women? Um, I'll go ahead. I think that one of the things that we, that often get ignored regarding black women is that no one acknowledges or is careful with our humanity. Um, the fact that that the fact that we're gonna be all right is taken for granted to the point of toxicity, even among each other. Because, like you said before, part of okay, that's weird. Okay, like you said before, part of the um the it of the will be she should be all right crew. She should just suck it up and get over it crew. Is black women, mm-hmm. and it's like we have had such. We are our humanity has been taken for granted or ignored to the point that it's something that we do as well. And so if anything comes from this, from from either of these examples is at some point, can we please take time, care and consideration with our own humanity as it relates to ourselves and to each other? Because if we aren't doing that, why should anybody else feel that they should? And on that, they're going to use our own words to justify that they shouldn't have to. Yep. I mean, I feel like it's reasonable to say that people should take extra care with Black women um, because, you know, we are so programmed. Other people, no, we're all programmed to not to be rough with black women. And so I would like people to take extra care when dealing with us since they know that they're prone to do the opposite. And so think about situations, how we might feel and then prioritize our feelings like you would anyone else's. And and I think for me, it is the understanding that as human beings, we have the right to have different feelings than we had in the beginning. We have the right to also think that we're okay and then decide that we're not. And in deciding that we're not, people should not then justify mistreating us by saying, but you were okay before. Right. Because sometimes we think we are right or we're pushed by everybody around us to claim our rightness Mm -hmm. and praise to when we do it quickly, look at you, great job, even if we ain't fully there yet. And that when we realize that we're not fully there yet, or we thought we were, and something else has happened that has taken us back, that that should be okay as well. And that should not be this signal that, you know, I can continue to treat you based upon your first response when you've now come back and realized that that's not where I'm at in this moment, because everybody else is given that opportunity. So this has been Centering Sisters, a video cast for Black women by Black women. Follow us on Twitter. You can find us on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook. 
<laughs> because we know many of you watch us on Facebook and you have liked our Facebook page. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel because that is important as well. And you can see back episodes on our YouTube channel. And we are also in places where you listen to podcasts. So for those of you who like to listen to us while you are exercising, that ain't me, um, while you exercising, driving in your car, or just trying to ignore the people in your office who are throwing around microaggressions and you ducking them all day, you can listen to us as a podcast as well. So again, follow us on all social media platforms. We will see you in two weeks. On behalf of myself, Dr. Tiffany, Dr. Strong, and General Tamara. <laughs> uh, General Tamara, new to the controls. Make sure you click end broadcast and don't leave the room because we'll just be sitting here. Have a good evening, everybody. Bye. <laughs>